Blog Talk Radio. Pre-game, and uh, 
took in all the festivities as as you come out of everything that happened this weekend, Dave. What are your thoughts? I think it was a fantastic weekend. For any wrestling fan, it, it can't be anything but good. Uh, you know, we got to, uh, you know, uh, hang out with some of the guys over at uh, Pro Wrestling Syndicate, meet some cool people, got to meet Ricky Morton and superstar Billy Graham. Uh, you know, just overall a fun night there. And then, of course, you know, the weekend got, you know, got going with the Hall of Fame and WrestleMania and Raw and just being around with different wrestling fans. I mean, it's a, it's a great time to be a wrestling fan. It's, you know, comic books have, you know, comic books, movies, television, they have Comic-Con, you know, in the summertime in San Diego. You know, wrestling fans, we have WrestleMania. So, I mean, it was, it was overall, it was an enjoyable weekend, I must say. You know, let's, like, you know let's break it down, like, as, as we look at the whole weekend and, you know, we, we get in there Friday. Let's let's talk. We both hit an access. You hit access on Saturday. I hit uh, access on Friday night. Um, an interesting access. Um, to me, organizationally, I thought the WWE did the best that they could with, with the building. Uh, wasn't the best access I, I had been to. Uh, it was a weird configuration, but it seemed like the, the organization of access had to be uh, in that way. Uh, you know, it was tough. They had... Uh, Autograph signings around where the people were walking, and then on the floor of, of the arena, they had uh, on the floor of the arena they had uh, the ring. They had some matches, so it, it was a good access. But certain things missing. Uh, the Undertaker's graveyard wasn't there this year, um, so it was a little less than access is passed. But it, it, it was still a, a fun day. It was still fun, and and kudos to the WWE. Uh, for the under the giant statue because that was uh, that was tremendous and you know unfortunately the the big man has passed on and uh, you know knowing that you'll never be able to meet him uh, you know almost the next best thing I mean it really they they did such a good job of the statue and the likeness of Andre and the size you you really got a sense of you know how much of a larger than life uh, individual he was and that was that access, and you could just walk right up to the statue and take pictures. So I thought that was really cool. So, Dave, your thoughts on access? Access, I mean, I've been to a few. You've obviously been to a few. Um, I think you, I think pretty much, you know, the WWE has it figured out where our I isn't working. I don't know why. So I'm not on. Can you guys switch because they can hear her microphone? Are you still there, Dave? Yeah, I'm still here. I just, I guess you guys have some technical issues again. Uh, yeah, it looked like. Uh, Ken and Michelle have to switch microphones. Yeah, I don't know why, but Ken's microphone is not working. So uh, yeah, so I was hearing you, but now now I'm on. So uh, okay, all right. Now there's like brilliant like words of wisdom that I had that may have may have been lost. But what can you do? So Dave, your thoughts on uh, access? Well, I mean, like I was saying, we've been to a few accesses, and I think the WWE has it designed in their minds that, you know. We've got their money already. We really don't need to make any changes. It's basically almost in a sense for the local crowd um, that, that, that goes to WrestleMania in the town because it's new to them. They haven't seen it before. Um, so, I mean, it was a little different setup in the arena and the concourse near the concession stands. Um, I got to meet Larry Zabisco, and uh, I think I professed my love to Layla. Hopefully uh, she uh, recognizes that. But um, uh, overall, I mean, it was okay. You know, uh, I, I think I think they do need to change, change that access to get, uh, you know, fans to keep coming. And, you know, it was, a lot of the lines were, were 
uh, you know, really long due to, you know, the, the, the size of the building itself. But there was some, like you said, the Andre statue is pretty cool to, to check out. Um, you know, I don't know what the deal was that they made in the state of New Jersey, um, what have you. But, you know, I mean, it was an okay experience. I was quick in and out of there for two hours, even though my session was scheduled for four. So, um I mean, for any wrestling fan that's never been to it before, it's just something to do to check out. And, uh, you know, I think it's pretty fun. It's been more geared towards children in the past few years, which is fine, too, for, for parents. You know, the kids get the experience of it. Um, the logistics, like, like I said earlier, wasn't really the best, but it's just something for, for to get fans to do. I don't know if I'll if, – if access stays like that next year, I don't know if I'll be making a trip to go to WrestleMania Fan Access to be honest with you, but it was okay in my mind. Nothing nothing real special. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head, and maybe we're, we're a little bit jaded. I mean, we, we've been lucky. Look, we, we've been lucky, and uh, both you and I have been to a number of WrestleManias as well as uh, Access. Uh, yeah, your first time at WrestleMania, and you're taking in the, the whole weekend, Access is phenomenal. I mean, it, it's a fun, uh, you know, it's got a little more kid-friendly, but so what, you know? And, uh, you know, I did like the fact that we went to Access kind of before, it's a good build for the weekend. If you have, you know, you go to Access, is that that's one of your first events, and then you hit like the Hall of Fame and then WrestleMania. Uh, so you know, it was fun. I agree with you. I, I don't need to go back. Um, it'd be interesting if they tweak it, if they change it a little bit, if in a different arena they bring back uh, Taker's Graveyard. I, as much as I've been there a couple of times, I always got a kick out of Taker's Graveyard. It just was a, a fun exhibit to see all the tombstones with the. Uh, vanquished foes names on it so um you know i, I kind of missed that but it's still kind of a fun day and again if you if you've never been to access by all means i would i would be sure to go and check that out but coming out of that weekend and if you went to uh, 347-838-9815 we'd love to hear what your wrestlemania weekend was like what activities you take in uh once we got like we said we went to pws on thursday night once we uh we got into it as far as WWE and WrestleMania. We kind of stayed uh, pure WWE for the weekend. So we didn't venture uh, away from that stuff. We didn't take advantage of some of the other shows. There's just so much going on when WrestleMania comes to a town that they really take over that city. Um, there's so many things going on. And the wrestling community kind of descends on that city. And, and there's just there's actually way too much to do. Uh, you can't hit everything. So we made a decision that we were doing purely WWE. And uh, obviously on Saturday, uh, my favorite night of the year. And I don't know about you, Dave, but it, it's always mine. Uh, I almost feel like WrestleMania can be good. It can be bad. Uh, you know, obviously I want it to be good. But part of the weekend that I really, really enjoy is the Hall of Fame induction. And I don't know if it's the best, but it's close to it. One of the best, one of the greatest, one of the top at least three classes uh, that, that's ever been. Uh, tremendous class. Uh, I enjoyed it a lot this year. You kind of, when you go to these Hall of Fame inductions, you do get a sense of the history of the business, uh, which is awesome. So uh, I had a real good time. I enjoyed this class. What do you think of the Hall of Fame, Dick? Oh, I loved it. I mean, being in Madison Square Garden, the history of some of those wrestlers in the garden, it was awesome. And, uh, you know, I, I, to me, in my opinion, it 
you know, it could be up there for top classes, but that was the best Hall of Fame I've ever attend to, uh, attended. Excuse me. You know, I went, my first one was when Shawn Michaels and the Road Warriors got inducted, and I was, you know, like a, like, like a kid on Christmas, you know, enjoying that. I loved it when the Horsemen went in last year. I thought that was awesome. That was my favorite incarnation of the Horsemen. But this year it just felt really special um, with the history of some of those wrestlers in that building and, then of course, the things that took place at the Hall of Fame. I mean, we, there, were, there were some pretty big moments that took place in that, in that ceremony from, uh, you know, uh, Trish Stratus announcing she was pregnant to, uh, you know, Bob Backlund stealing the show with his speech. I don't know if that was a work or if that was a shoot, but he was he was all over the place. He even jumped into the stands in our section and started high-fiving people, um, you know, at the post-show when they do the curtain call. Bruno, you know, seeing Bruno out there in the garden was great. I've never seen Bruno San Martino live, and to see him for his Hall of Fame induction, you know, nobody ever thought in a million years Bruno San Martino was going to be there. And I got to sit in that arena, in the world's most famous arena, Madison Square Garden, and witness it. I mean, it was just a tremendous night. I would, I would say, between that and WrestleMania, those are like a tie for my favorite nights of the year, because it's just so much. Like you said, they bring up the history of the business, and you know, it's just a good, a feel-good moment that sometimes is lost in wrestling, especially with the you know the smart fans out there. They get so critical of it, but there's one thing you can't do. You can't get critical of how the WWE puts out a Hall of Fame ceremony. It's just absolutely awesome. And I I, I was I, I you could tell my voice I'm stuttering. You can tell my voice I've lost my I mean it was great. It was an unbelievable night. Best best Hall of Fame I've ever been to. I would agree with you there. Yeah, definitely the best Hall of Fame class I've been to live. Um I, you know, it's interesting that when you talk about uh, fans and, uh, you know, they, how they respond to things. And, and you know, I, I, I do have to say something. And, you know, and I love the weekend and I love wrestling fans. And, and wrestling fans are really, really passionate about it. And, and I really enjoy that. And, you know, I am a fan at heart. I get to do the show. We get to do this show, Dave. And, and you know, we're taking the fandom to the next level and, and you know, all, trying to get in the business, so to speak. Um, you know, the one thing about the Hall of Fame, and you're right, Backlund stole the show, and if, if, WWE, if anyone in the WWE is listening, don't cut anything. Don't cut. Anyone who wasn't at the Hall of Fame needs to see Backlund's speech and needs to see Backlund running around after the show was over. Uh, they, they escort everyone backstage, and... Backlund decided that it was not over for him and ran around the arena, ran up into our section, was high-fiving everyone, uh, took a couple of people working for the WWE to finally get him to uh, accept the fact that the show was over and go backstage. Tremendous moment. Uh, but before that, for Backlund's induction, and I get it, and I get that fans, you know, we, we get protective of, of wrestling, and there are things that have occurred in the WWE that... Uh, I know hardcore wrestling fans are going crazy about uh, the celebrity element of things, if you will. Uh, you know, a lot of wrestling fans are not crazy about the, quote, celebrity wing of the Hall of Fame. I get that. I understand. I'm not crazy about it either, and I was not happy when Drew Carey went into the Hall of Fame. Um, you know, the guest hosts they had on Raw a, a while back. Uh, I get that the criticism of, of, you know, it's wrestling. We don't need to bring the celebrity aspect into things. However... Uh, Maria Menounos was picked by Backlund to induct him. They are friends. 
It was his decision. This wasn't Vince saying, I need to bring Maria in to add some, uh, you know, celebrity beef to this class. It wasn't him saying, you know, we can sell it more if Maria's on the card. This was Bob Backlund, a wrestler, an all-time great, going into the Hall of Fame, who picked, handpicked Maria to induct. Don't boo her. It was just one of those moments that I was just like... I just was almost embarrassed to be a wrestling fan. Like, that that's just like, it's a moment that should just, it, it's a great moment. They're friends. That's who he picked. To be honest with you, if the wrestler's going to the Hall of Fame, I don't care if you pick your Aunt Bertha to induct you into the Hall of Fame. If you're going in, it's your choice who you pick to induct you. And if I had one negative aspect to, to talk about with the Hall of Fame, it would be people booing Maria. I didn't think it was it was really called for. Um, I was even okay with them booing Donald Trump because it was the celebrity wing. And, you know, Trump kind of sets himself up as a bad guy. Uh, but I, I, I just wasn't fond of the booing of Maria Menounos, and, and I thought it was unfair to her. Um, other than that, I thought it was a great night. Your thoughts, Dave? Yeah, I mean, that that was totally uncalled for. She was listing, you know, it wasn't like she was out there putting herself over. She was listing all these great accomplishments that Bob Backlund had you know, gone through in his entire life with, with, with you know, college and amateur sports and, and just in life in general and, and how much it meant to her as a friend of Bob Backlund's to be a part of this and to induct him, you know, what an honor it was. And, you know, I, I've said it on shows past, and, you know, I, I think I said it on Friday, the Northeast and New York crowd, they are a rough crowd. Um, you know, they like they like their wrestling, they like it the way they want it, and they didn't get what they wanted in that sense to have Bob Backlund inducted by a wrestler at least. Um so I thought it was I thought it was pretty disrespectful. I heard a lot of F bombs dropped in my section, you know, a lot of name calling towards her, but you know what, to her credit, you know, you gotta give her credit. And if you're listening out there, Maria Menos, I give you a nod of approval from myself mm-hmm. because you were the utmost you know, very professional in how you handled that. A lot of people can crack, you know, but you are a professional and you handled that, you know, so well. And at one point, I even think in the beginning of Bob's speech, you know, when he stopped, he kind of glared at the audience like he was not happy that she was getting that kind of reception. I think he even made mention of something that she's a friend of mine and, you know, I wanted her to induct me or such and such, something along those lines. Um, but overall, the night was great. I mean, the Mick Foley segment where, you know, he, he elbow-dropped Chris Jericho, and Jericho jumped on the stage, and he elbow-dropped him, and Punk made the count. I mean, it was just awesome. It was one of those shows where it was like, maybe it was scripted to have some of this stuff take place. Maybe it wasn't, but, um, you know, it was just a spontaneous moment and something that, you know, being there, you had to feel it, and it was really cool. And bringing you out there, that are, you know, wrestling fans, true hardcore wrestling fans, I would go buy the WrestleMania DVD for the Hall of Fame ceremony alone, regardless of what you think of the actual show. Because the Hall of Fame ceremony, just the show itself, was just awesome. And you even mentioned Donald Trump earlier. Donald Trump is like, in, in, in the entertainment world on television, he's a, he's a heel. So he was eating that up. And, and I thought that was fine. And they gave Arnold Schwarzenegger a great reception Maybe because Arnold's been involved in wrestling before, but I can't I can't go on enough about how awesome the show the show was. Yeah, I mean they, they really did a good job. And, and aside from the, the Maria incident, I mean Maria gave a good speech. It, it was a good speech, and uh, 
I thought everyone gave a good speech, aside from the history aspect of, of what was going on and the magnitude of uh, who was being inducted. And, and we've talked before that we thought that when you look at the WWE Hall of Fame, you know, the Hall of Fame was almost a joke missing Backlund, uh, Bruno San Martino, and Randy Savage. Like, those are the three, like, glaring omissions. And they got two out of the three in this class. So it was definitely a, a very special night. And I thought everyone's speech was, was good. I mean, it was good to great. No one, I mean, we've gone to Hall of Fames in the past, and, you know, that some of the speech might drag. Um, you know, some of the speeches don't make a lot of sense. Um, but this, this year's Hall of Fame, aside from the historical aspect of what we're seeing that night, all the speeches were good. All the speeches were entertaining. Uh, you got some fun stories. Uh, you got some cool moments. You got your history. Uh, so it really was a, an excellent class, an excellent night. And, uh, you know, it's one of those things that when people look at WrestleMania and, you know, you do have the, the, the people, the fans, whoever, the, who want to be critical, I, I'll, I'll tell you right now, like, the show can be somewhat secondary at times because the weekend, the whole thing collectively is so much fun. It, as a wrestling fan, to be part of the WrestleMania experience collectively is just it's amazing. It's amazing to just be part of everything. So, uh, you know, kudos to the WWE for the Hall of Fame. Kudos, you know, Triple H spearheaded the, the effort to get into Bruno. Uh, like you said, Dave, it, it was kind of cool just being in Madison Square Garden uh, for Bruno finally getting inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame. What do you guys think? 347-838-9815 is the number to call. Let's get right to the show itself. So we get to this weekend. It is WrestleMania weekend. And it's all about WrestleMania. First off, before we get into talking to the show, uh, King Firehawk, who has a show right here on 1640 on Monday nights, uh, his show and our show did a joint tailgate uh, right before WrestleMania. We got there at about noon, tailgated until the big show started. Uh, thanks to everyone who popped by, who brought something, who hung out. Uh, it was a blast. Had a bunch of people there. We had a lot of fun all day. Uh, special thanks to King Firehawk. Is, uh, we were going to share duties, but Firehawk manned the grill uh, for the bulk of the tailgate. So kudos for him uh, cooking the grill. Uh, we, we did have a mishap because the grill started melting at one point, which is no good. But uh, he's going to try and return that grill, so we'll see uh, how that story pans out. But, uh, yeah, Dave, good times at the tailgate, huh? Tailgate was awesome, you know. I mean, we, there were there were other people tailgating, but I have to say, we probably had we had like five six cars deep of people there for us, and it was just an awesome experience. I think even at one point there was a group of people that were across from us that had a little tailgate going on. Actually, there were two people, two groups. There was one group they just brought a cooler of beer and they were just drinking, and you know I invited them over and they came over and you know they 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 you know I guess they're going to listen to the show. They might call in. They've told us. Then there was another group of people. There was two people. It was a couple. They had like a it almost looked like a frying pan with like tin foil and like a little like a little flame. The flame just kept going out. Now, God bless them. You know, I'm glad they. You know, hopefully, hopefully they had a good time. But it was an awesome time. And you know, I thank everyone for coming by and and you know uh, supporting the show, King Firehawk and the Ken Reedy show. And uh, you know, hopefully we can get another tailgate in the future, maybe for a future WrestleMania. Yeah, and and the the uh, you know the tailgate was amazing, and and you know going into the show, and it was just it was just tremendous, like to just be a part of something like that with that many people. 
um, involved. And we have a guest uh, coming on halfway through the show uh, after our first commercial break. We have a full bank of of callers on, so we're gonna we're gonna get to some of the calls before we have to take a break because we are like inundated right now with phone calls. We want to talk. What do you want to talk about? You want to talk Raw? You want to talk? Uh, WrestleMania, you want to talk Hall of Fame, you want to talk, uh, uh, you want to talk uh, any of that stuff, we want to hear from you, 347-838-9815, but first, we're going to go out to Tony, who has been holding patiently since we have a full bank of calls, we're going to get him on, uh, why don't you bring him up, Tony, are you there? I'm here, what's going on, guys? How's it going? Thanks for going. We got, you know, we're good. We had a few more things to talk about, but the the phone lines are lighting up, and we have a guest coming on at uh, six thirty. So I figured, why not hit the phone lines? Whatever you want. What'd you think of the weekend? Raw, whatever. Give it to us. Tony also is our resident blogger. He blogs for us at thekennedyshow.com, dot com. So we'd love to hear your take on everything that went on this weekend. Give it to us, Tony. Well, I overall I enjoyed the whole the whole weekend. You know, I I actually even watched the uh, Ring of Honor Supercard of Honor show. That was really that was awesome. Uh, I saw a couple of uh, the uh, I saw Dragon Gate show. That was good. Uh, the Hall of Fame. I did I did read the coverage for it. It sounds great. They're actually going to be showing uh, showing it at um, on USA Tonight at ten o'clock. They're going to be showing some of it. And I'll def- I'm definitely getting the DVD when it comes out because uh, I you know like this Hall of Fame this Hall of Fame class is like. This is this is a must have for me. It was brutal and uh Mick Foley and Bob Backlund. This is this is like, you know, I gotta have that one. I, I gotta have that one. But uh, as far as WrestleMania, I love the uh you know, like Taker Punk and uh Triple H Brock Lesnar. I thought those were the two best matches on the show and then Rock Cena I thought was like really a uh kind of a, kind of underwhelming. But uh yeah. You know, having uh it was just it didn't really didn't really seem to click, but uh what, what I gotta say is the, the fans of Raw last night absolutely made that they made that show great. I, I, I mean, you know, just the, 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 all the chants during the Sheamus Orton match, the, the just you know, like what were the were they chanting RVD and HBK? I know because I heard like the Randy Savage and uh, the crowd actually went through a phase where they were chanting every name they could think of that had initials. Including Mike Chioda, who was the rep. Yes. Okay, I know they were chanting JBL and Michael Cole. It was just like. I mean, that was oh my god, that is, that was just, that was hilarious. I mean, it was like those fans were just like really, it was just like I, oh my god, I was just loving every, I was just loving pretty much every minute of it. And then I saw you know, like the uh, Fandango uh, sing along there. I, oh my god, that was that was a riot. Oh my god, that was a riot. I mean, no exaggeration like, though. The Fandango singing that that uh, you heard uh, yeah. continued walking out of the arena. Continued on the bus yeah. ride to the train station. Continued wow. on the platform of the train. Continued on the train ride, and we actually wow. got scolded once we got to Manhattan because when we got off at Penn Station, uh, as everyone was chanting, uh, all of a sudden over the uh, intercom here, uh, can you please keep it down? Uh, <laughs> so yeah, so the the chant the, the chant continued actually until Times Square, where it kind of dissipated, but as we were walking away from Penn Station, we still faintly in the distance we could hear Fandango's theme song. So uh, it was entertaining. It was. I'm sure you know. I'm curious to watch it because being there live uh, at times for me, I, I found it distracting. Um, but I, I, I bet it was pretty entertaining on TV. 
It was. I did like it. You know, it was like when he came out, you know, and uh, even, when, you know, like when Jericho just, like, threw him, threw him around and everything, and then he, when he, he's, lay, he's laying there on the mic and gets over, he's like, it's Fandango. It's like, oh, man. It's, it's, that, was, that was classic stuff, I got it. I check it out. I, mean, I, I, I was really into the whole, uh, the whole show, you know, even, you know, yeah. I just, I just loved every deal. The crowd just made the show also really fun. Cool, Eric. It's all about the crowd. Tony, thanks for the call. We're going to try and get someone else in before the break. Uh, Tony, again, is our expert blogger. Tune into the KenryShow.com. Check out his Raw, SmackDown, and Impact blogs. Uh, they're up there each and every week. Tony, thanks for the call. We'll talk to you Sunday. All righty. Take it easy. So why don't we take uh let's let's go and take uh, another phone call. Uh we have uh let's see, we're gonna go Mr. Trivia is on the line. Mr. Trivia, are you there? Yeah, how you doing guys? Doing all right, how are you? <clears throat> good, good, real good. Um, couple of things. First of all, I was really impressed, you know, I'm glad that you guys had an awesome weekend, especially seeing uh Ziggler cash in on a live Monday Night Raw for you guys, which must have been uh, really excellent. Um, a lot of people are probably not going to agree with me on this, but I would have to say the WrestleMania they had this past Sunday, in my opinion, was probably the best WrestleMania I've seen the WWE have in in about seven months. Seven months? Well, WrestleMania comes out once a year, so... No, but I'm just saying, out of all the pay-per-views that they've had up until oh, okay. WrestleMania, all right. that had to be the best one of the pay-per-views. I mean, you know, it's funny, and I'm glad because it's funny. With, with, with the crowd and everything, we kind of, you know, Tony wanted to talk a little bit about Raw, but, yeah, I, I kind of felt like the uh, the criticism was a, a bit harsher than it needed to be. I, I kind of thought, look, a lot of the pomp and circumstance were taken away. We didn't get a... Uh, America the Beautiful, um, you know, last year Rock and Cena come down to live acts. This year it was like they just came out. Um, but I thought one of the things I really liked about the show is I didn't, as, as far as a wrestling show and being a wrestling fan, I, we didn't get any clunkers. There wasn't a match that, like, uh, you know, now it's time for the bathroom break. I mean, I thought each match was good to great. I, I thought, you know, maybe we didn't have a lot of special moments and we didn't have a lot of those like over the top. Oh my God, I can't believe that just happened kind of moments. Um, but on the flip side, I don't think we had any matches that were absolutely terrible. So I thought it was, it was a solid show. One of the better ones I've been to, um, you know, but I know there's a, there's a lot of criticism out there, but I kind of, I tend to agree with you. It's true. I thought it was a good show. Yeah, and uh, one other thing, guys, before I go, and then I'll hang up and listen to your response. Um, could we have possibly seen a Ryback heel turn from Monday Night Raw last night? And if we do, if we have seen it, is that going to be John Cena's next opponent for the title as they build up these matches? Guys, keep up the great work, and uh, we'll talk to you on Sunday. All right, thanks a lot for the All call. Right. Mr. I'll let you take that, Dave. What do you think about Ryback? Um well, from what I understand, I haven't really had a chance to watch all of Monday Night Raw, from, but from the report that, you know, on television, because obviously I was there live, I mean, the, the live crowd popped big for the Ryback, you know, 
taking out John Cena and posing with the title. Um, from what I've read this morning, the plan as of now is to go Ryback John Cena for the WWE Championship at Extreme Rules um, in place of the Rock John Cena rematch that they wanted to do Extreme Rules, but with the Rock being injured, that's obviously not going to take place now. Um, to be honest with you, even if they, I don't, from what I understand the report on television, it came off by the announcers that it was like a, a shocking moment, like why would Ryback do that and then take out John Cena? However, I mean, John Cena's going to get booed wherever he goes, but the company's still going to portray him as much as possible as a baby face, and the Feed Me More chance is still pretty hot, and the people are going to react positively to Ryback. So I don't think there's going to be a clear-cut baby face and heel in this feud. I think it's just going to be two guys competing for the title. And obviously they're going to let the fans decide, but that doesn't mean that the company's going to turn John Cena heel and Ryback will stay face or vice versa. Um, but, yeah, from what I understand, that's in the card. Cena and Ryback, um, extreme rules. Um, there's no official announcement yet, but that's what I've been hearing. All right, there you have it. we got to take ourselves a commercial break. On the other side of the break, we got Michael Illion's going to be talking a little IWF loud and proud to benefit the Relay for Life. We'll be back right after this break. Thank you for tuning in to the Ken Reedy Show, the best in pro wrestling talk. And we have a special guest on the line, Mr. Michael Illions, who's doing a, who's contributing or participating in IWF Loud and Proud. A New Jersey politician is on the line. Let's give us a few minutes. Uh, Mr. Illions, are you there? Yes, I am. Thank you, Ken, for having me on. I appreciate the time. 
Uh, pleasure. Thank you for giving us some time. So we're talking a lot, obviously, this weekend. This past weekend was WrestleMania. Um, you know, when WrestleMania, we talked about WrestleMania comes in, it kind of, it's like a whole surrounding area explodes. Uh, someone who is entrenched in, in, in Jersey and, and what, what do you think as far as money and, and economics, what WrestleMania can contribute to uh, a city? You know, leading up to when WrestleMania was first announced that it was going to be held in Jersey, and Governor Christie made that announcement, you know, people in politics that I'm friendly with didn't really understand the impact that having WrestleMania, the, the Super Bowl of, of wrestling here in New Jersey, what it was going to do to the economy, what it was going to do to the face of New Jersey. And I think everybody finally understood the impact professional wrestling has, especially when it's a show like WrestleMania. Uh, I would just like to know, uh, being that WrestleMania was in New Jersey, but there were other events in the New York surrounding area, with, you know, some of the politician friends that you mentioned, were there, was, was there any talk as to the reason why they split up, you know, some events in New York, some events in New Jersey? Why did the Hall of Fame get in the Garden instead of the IZOD Center? Do you have any insight on that as to uh, why uh, WrestleMania was so spread out over New York and New Jersey? I think it has a lot to do with the uh, traveling. Uh, the Meadowlands is very, even though they've improved the the transportation availability to the Meadowlands, I think it's still an issue of getting there and getting out of there, you know, in, in, a, in a timely manner. You know, let's face it, you know, one thing that wrestling is known for going back to its heyday in the early 80s is Madison Square Garden, the mecca of any professional sport. And I think that this was just Vince McMahon's nod towards New York, towards Madison Square Garden, and, and towards the history of WrestleMania, and I think it was just a, a good move on his part to give a little bit to both New Jersey and New York and to its fans. Well, you definitely have a unique perspective on, on all this because you see the, the political side of things, but you also uh, you were a professional wrestler. Can you give us uh, just a little bit on, on your professional wrestling career? You know, it, it's been a long time that I've done things within the professional wrestling industry. Like you mentioned, uh, a performer, an entertainer, uh, ran promotions. I've co-owned a wrestling school with Kevin Knight, part of the IWF, which I'm sure we're going to get to very shortly. Um, you know, I've learned a lot from a lot of great people. I had a, a great, great relationship going back to the early 90s with uh, Rick the Model Martel, who was sort of my mentor, uh, Kevin Sullivan. Um, I did a lot of work on a business end before he sadly t uh, passed away, Kerry Von Erich, the Texas Tornado for all you WWF fans. Um, I did a lot of things all around the country. Um, I was with ECW from, from its inception, not as a performer, but with a lot of the, the wrestlers when it first came about. I was running a wrestling promotion in New Jersey, and we, we used a lot of the ECW performers on our shows before anybody else used ECW. Nobody would touch them. They were too hot. Um, and uh, it just turned out to be a, a great time for ECW to come into pro wrestling at a time when, you know, WWF, and WCW were not exactly doing so well, and uh, ECW came along and uh, helped shine, uh, put a spotlight back on pro wrestling. Well, why don't you, you know, you brought it up. Why don't you give us a little bit, uh, you know, you're doing a great event this weekend, a great cause. Uh, you, you've been involved with Kevin Knight and IWF. Uh, yeah, what event to look forward to uh, this weekend? You know, this is going to be a great show, Ken. You know, it, the IWF was founded in the mid-'90s, uh, Kevin Knight, myself, and Rich Ross opened up a wrestling school in 1999. We've had and seen many performers, some names that you're going to remember. The WWE's Darren Young, TNA's Robbie E, 
Uh, there's a new guy in WWE developmental, Dante Dash. These are all IWF graduates over the years. Um, one of our first graduates in our first class in 1999, Roman, had a tryout match last night, has another tryout match tonight. Um, and and uh, it's just unbelievable what the, the impact IWF had on professional wrestling on the north, in the Northeast. Uh, IWF sadly closed its doors a couple of years ago, and uh, Kevin Knight, who's from the Nutley area, was asked to put on a one, one-time show last year to benefit Relay for Life, a great organization that does great work, great charity work, does what it says it's going to do with its money. So we did one show last year. It was supposed to be one and done. Relay for Life organization made a fortune, had a great time. It was a sellout crowd last year of about 450 people. We couldn't fit anybody more in, anybody in the uh, Nutley Rec Center. And they came back to Kevin and said they want to do it again. And uh, this Saturday night, we opened the doors one more time for the IWF with performers like Tito Santana, Marty Jannetty, Tommy Dreamer, Robbie E. from TNA, Biggie Biggs, the person I mentioned before, Roman, who has a tryout match tonight and last night with the WWE will be there. Of course, Kevin Knight and so many other wrestlers that have come through the doors of the IWF. With the money going not only towards the charity that was mentioned, the Relay for Life, but it's going to be a great opportunity for them to set up for their Relay for Life walks, which take place in May. This is the kickoff for Relay for Life. Definitely a great cause, and uh, you know, hope, hopefully they'll be tickets available at the door. But where else can people go if they want to get tickets? Um, it's this Saturday, start time at 7 p.m. There's an all-fan access at 6 p.m. You can go to the website at campiwf.com to see if there's any tickets. I know that there's not that many left, if any at all. I haven't really checked with uh, Kevin Knight on the availability. I know that as of a couple weeks ago, they were very close to selling out, but it doesn't hurt to ask, campiwf.com. This Saturday night, April 13th, Nutley, New Jersey, loud and proud, IWF returns one more time to benefit Relay for Life. That uh, sounds awesome. Sounds like it's going to be a great show. And, and before I let you go, we just I have to ask you, you know, again, having a unique perspective, being a politician, as well as someone wrestling, and we talked via email for a little bit, but yeah. I'd like to give our, our fans, like, a live take on it. Uh, you know, some people, you, you are conservative. Um, yes. A lot of people were critical of the angle with uh, Zeb Coulter and Jack Swagger, uh, saying that, that, you know, it was uncalled for, it was in bad taste. Um, just your thoughts on someone who uh, believes in the conservative political view, but also was in, in wrestling, uh, your thoughts on their characters and storylines. You know, I'm probably going to get in trouble for saying this <laughs> if people hear this in the conservative, uh, conservative circle, but I see absolutely nothing wrong with mocking uh, Tea Party. I, and, and this man is no liberal, as people have uh, accused him of being. Um, he's actually a Republican. Linda McMahon ran not only once but twice for U.S. Senate under the Republican banner. Um, you know, she may not be a strict conservative, but she did run on the GOP ticket, and after all, it is Connecticut. Um, so I didn't see a problem with it, mocking the Tea Party. He's done a, McMahon's done a lot of things on both sides of the aisle with different characters that could be betrayed as liberal or conservative, um, and, and I, don't, I, don't, I don't see an issue with it at all. I think people, you know, my friends in the conservative movement really need to uh, – you know, sit back and realize that it's it's purely entertainment, and it's actually a funny angle and a funny gimmick, and, you know, good for those two wrestlers to be involved in something like this and, you know, get their names out there and get some uh, some much-deserved uh, time on TV and, 
main eventing around the country in some great matches to uh, you know to keep this uh, storyline going. Absolutely no problem with it. Well, there you go. And, and before you go, actually, you know, you do a lot of great work here. You're involved with the, the IWF Loud and Proud for Relay for Life. Uh, tell me, you also have a foundation uh, for a great cause. Tell us a little bit about your foundation. No. Hey, thanks for that, Ken. I didn't uh, realize we were going to talk about that. I appreciate that. Um, seven years ago, my son Cole was born with an incurable brain condition called hydrocephalus, which is commonly referred to as water on the brain. Um, it's a debilitating condition. It's uh, Life-threatening could be fatal if it's not treated, and even when treated, it, it comes with a whole bunch of de- developmental delays. My son is completely nonverbal. He's had 13 brain surgeries. Um, it's been very difficult for certainly for him, but you know all his uh, rest of his family, my wife and myself, and our family to uh, you know to watch him suffer through this and go through it. Um, we started a foundation in 2009 to help children with hydrocephalus. We donate money that we raise towards research projects, which is sorely lacking. Um, awareness is sorely like, lacking. Uh, we have uh, a Hydrocephalus Awareness Month was uh, was designated in September, 2000, September, starting in 2009. We did that. Uh, we have a huge walk in New Jersey every September. This year it's September 7th in Edison, New Jersey. We usually draw over 300 people, raise about $35,000. We have 30 t- 32 state chapters around the country. Um, we have we take no salary. We all do this as a volunteer to help children uh, with hydrocephalus, uh, making their lives a little better and trying to find a cure. A uh, great cause. And, and if people want to get involved or, or donate money, do you have a website that our listeners can go to? I sure do. It's uh, www.hydrocephaluskids.org. That's H-Y-D-R-O-C-E-P-H-A-L-U-S-Kids.org. And one more thing I want to add is that we get the wrestlers involved. I've had Tito Santana and Sonny and a few other wrestlers come to our fundraisers and sign autographs for the kids. Uh, they don't charge any money to, for, to have their, uh, uh, you know, to sign pictures or anything or take pictures with the children um, or parents, a lot of adults, of course. And um, I, I try to get the wrestlers uh, involved in, in as many fundraisers as I can. Great, Sal. Thank you so much for giving us a few minutes. Remember, IWS, loud and proud for the Relay for Life this Saturday. Be sure to go check it out. and uh, We'd love to have you back on uh, maybe near September to promote the walk. I would love to come back on. I appreciate it, Ken. Thank you, and I hope all the wrestling fans continue to listen to your show. It's one of the best. Thanks a lot. appreciate it. Take care. Thank you. Well, there you go. That was some interesting insight. Someone uh, in the conservative viewpoint that, uh, you know, perhaps getting in trouble from... uh, his fellow conservatives, but he's okay with the angle. So there you have it. A lot of great causes. Be sure to check out IWF Loud and Proud uh, for the Relay for Life. And uh, in September, we'll promote a hydrocephalus walk uh, in September, so that would be great. Uh, we're going to keep going. Let's let's go back out to the phones, and uh, we'll keep it going. Uh, Cole, are you there? Yeah, Ken, I'm here. <clears throat> are you there? Hello. Hello, Joe? Hey, yes, Joe, show the ref. Hey, how you doing? What do you got for you? You got to uh, participate in uh, WrestleMania weekend. What did you think of everything? Oh, my God, it was absolutely amazing, as you can tell by my voice. <laughs> <laughs> the the uh, Ken Reedy tailgate party was absolutely phenomenal. I was glad I was a part. I was able to be a part of it. Hey, Joe, I got a question. Uh, how, did, how does it feel to be a celebrity? Being the uh, the Titantron at, at WrestleMania 29. Being a part of the WrestleMania commercial, the coming home commercial was absolutely amazing. 
And on top of that, I had people in the parking lot recognizing me from being in the commercial. Wow. Yeah, those of you who don't know, Joe is actually, if you, if you watch the, the Coming Home video, and the one with the big sign that said zero miles uh, on the car in front of MetLife Stadium, that was, that was Joe. So Joe uh, made his way into the Coming Home video. Curious, Joe, what was your, I mean, Raw was insane last night, uh, WrestleMania, the tailgate, uh, you know, a lot of things going on, and I know you, you're a big-time wrestling fan of a lot of respect for the business, and you're in the business as a referee. Uh, what was your favorite part of uh, the entire weekend? Oh, my God. There is so much, so many memories that took place over the last two days, but by far my favorite memory is last night when everybody busted out into singing Fandango's theme song. <laughs> hey, is was, that why you're so hoarse? Like, uh, be honest. Yeah. You have, like, a voice, like, going into last night, but you've been singing Fandango's theme. My my voice got worse at Mania when CM Punk was wrestling Taker, but it got even worse when Dolph Ziggler cashed in last night and, <laughs> and everybody started busting out into Fandango's songs. <laughs> Yeah, you know, it's so funny good. that Fandango's theme is kind of overshadowing. Tremendous cash-in last night. That was that was amazing to be a part of. That was amazing to be there live. That pop that he got, I mean, especially for a heel. Uh, that that was kind of a cool moment, cool moment to, to be there for. I'd never been there for a cash-in, so that was kind of neat. So, uh, so you're saying Absolutely. last night was the highlight of the weekend for you? Yeah, I mean, come on. You can't compete with Jersey crowds. I mean, Miami and Jersey crowds are probably the two best pro- the night after Raw, but last night was probably my favorite night of WrestleMania weekend. Joe, thanks and a lot for the phone call. Good. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Thanks. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, sir. And there you Thank have it, you. Joe. Man, Dave, I mean, you, you, you've made a, a habit in WrestleMania weekend of, of losing your voice. It's almost like that, that Monday morning, we kind of wait to see, like, what your voice sounds like, but... Joe might have you beat this year. Joe's Joe sounds pretty hoarse this year. Yeah, no, I think I think Joe does have me beat. He sounds a lot worse than I do. There's, you know, a lot of people can question if Undertaker's streak will ever end, but I know my streak of uh, having a hoarse <laughs> voice after WrestleMania is certainly not going to end after WrestleMania weekend, I should say. But yeah, Joe, I don't know what Joe was doing, but man, he's got he's definitely got me beat. And I thought mine was the worst, but uh, you know, good for him and good for everybody. You know, that's what that's what WrestleMania weekend's about. You know, like having fun and marching to the beat of your own drum and it was great you know i mean he it's proof in his voice he had a fantastic time so you know like joe right the the the, the no voice club welcome <laughs> <laughs> and i think you know dave i think you really hit the nail on the head talking about wrestlemania and wrestlemania weekend when you we talked about comic-con and and that sort of vibe because it you know people who look at wrestlemania as just another pay-per-view it's not it really is a weekend-long convention for wrestling fans, and it is just that if you love the business, if you if you respect the business, I mean, it's just such a great place to descend upon, uh, you know, for for WrestleMania as a wrestling fan. It's just, uh, you know, I and again, I I know I've said it before, but I don't care if you hated the show or you love the show. The weekend being there in person is just a completely different experience than than watching it on TV. And it's funny because every year to be to try and be a little unbiased, I have to watch WrestleMania once it comes out on DVD because you do get so amped, you get so pumped. Just just being a wrestling fan, 
uh, over the course of the weekend that it, it's, it's difficult to be unbiased because, look, let's face it, all wrestling fans, we spend the bulk of our lives defending being wrestling fans. And that's the one weekend where we get to go out and, and we get to talk wrestling in the bars and, and everyone's into wrestling and you're tailgating and you're talking wrestling at a tailgate and it's just you're, you're living wrestling 24-7 and you're not defending the fact that you're a wrestling fan. And it's, it's such a great experience. I can't recommend it enough. I mean, already today I was talking to people online who live down south and I was like, we're going next year, so it's your job to set up the tailgate. So we're looking to tailgate next year for WrestleMania 30. So all my southern brethren, your job is to set up the tailgate for next year. We're going to get that going for because WrestleMania 30 is going to be huge. 347-838-9815 is the number to call. We're going to keep with the phone lines because we got Mike on the line. Mike, are you there? Hey, guys. What's going on? What's going on with you? Thank you so much for tuning in and, and giving us a call. Uh Incredible weekend, lots of events, uh, wrestling, wrestling, wrestling. Uh, what do you got for us? Wrestling, wrestling, and more wrestling. Let me tell you something, Ken. I've seen your your pictures this week, and you look like somebody from our town. I don't know how you dress, brother, but you know what? we got to give you some. we got to get you some good threads. You know what I'm saying, man? My it, man. Was, it was cold. <laughs> but anyway, I got, a, I got a little criticism about WrestleMania. Um, Y2J Fandango, that match stunk. It was, it was, it was the worst, and the ending, ending, the end, right, the ending was bad. But the best match of the card, though, the best match, and I've been getting a lot of emails, a lot of emails and support about it. The best match of the card to me, besides Triple H, was, and besides the the streak not going, it the streak stays the same, but Triple H's streak ended. His losing streak ended. We talked about this, Dave, on on uh, Friday on the pregame show, and yes, I did. just want right. And I just want to say how amazed I was. I was just so amazed, and I had tears in my eyes when Triple H held his hands up, and he and he, and he walked out of the, and he walked out of there um, the right way, just like the Undertaker walked out of WrestleMania the right way, and Brock Lesnar's a punk. <laughs> and punks are, and punks are punk, and the fans in New Jersey going crazy because of uh, a so-called bad guy by the name of Dolph Ziggler won the won the you know won the belt. Congratulations to Dolph Ziggler. It's about time. Alberto Del Rio did a nice job holding the belt for a little bit. And uh, I also, I also thought that Jack Swagger versus Del Rio that match was horrible because you knew who was going to win. But uh, I'm I'm glad you guys had that. Hey Mike, what about uh, Rock Cena? Rock Cena, I, I I felt that match was rushed, and I felt that match was was just can you top this? They were trying, you know, to fool each other and 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 play with the crowd a little bit. Um, I thought that match was okay. It wasn't the best match of the night. Um, it wasn't the worst match of the night. I mean, and the other thing that I didn't like either. I'm sure you know you guys being there live. Don't know if anybody's seen it. Big Show really didn't even hit Sheamus. Yeah, I called you out, Big Show. You didn't even touch James, really. You just, like, kind of fell. <laughs> it is wrestling, but, uh, uh, yeah, we couldn't tell from where we were sitting. And that's what, you know, it's interesting. Again, you know, like I just said, uh, you got to kind of watch it over again to kind of, you know, get the, the feel of it. Uh, you know, for us, I mean, you know, for, we were watching. We thought that, uh, 
Rock Cena was was clearly better than it was last year, and uh, we enjoyed the match. We we thought it was uh, pretty entertaining. Um, we thought the vibe was was good in the in the arena. Um, you know, but you know, again, I didn't think there were any clunkers, but I'm curious what I'm going to think if I when I watch it on DVD. Right, but I, I felt bad because they put Triple H second to The Rock and John Cena. I feel bad because, you know what, it's like the song said, it's all about the game. And you know what, um, the, game, the, game, the game is just amazing. His, his physical attributes, he, he looks great. He just did everything the right way. He had to end that match the right way. Brock Lesnar, sorry about your face, bro. <laughs> uh, sorry, sorry, sorry about what happened to him. You know what? At the end of the, at the end of the, at the end of the, the day, as much as I'm good friends with Magic, I put Triple H ahead. But uh, but that's the the way it, it goes for me. But WrestleMania for me was was nice. I got to watch it. I got to experience it the way I had to experience it, and I had to just take everything in in in, in with it. And I am, and I'm upset that they didn't put. Kofi Kingston in there. I, I didn't like, you know, I watched, I was, this is another new thing this year. I watched this thing, the pregame show on act, on WWE Active, and I thought it was outrageous. I liked the way they did that. I, I thought Dust, having Dusty Rhodes um, speak was pretty good. But anyway, guys, I'm going to thank you, and, uh, and I'm going to, you know, let you guys do what you guys do best. Enjoy, enjoy the rest of the show, and I thank you for my time. Thanks a lot, Mike, for the call. And, uh, yeah, we didn't get to watch the pregame day, but what we saw, uh, kind of like the whole vibe of being, uh, you know, kind of had that Super Bowl pregame show kind of feel to it. Uh, again, didn't see it, so I don't know how the content was, but the look of it all, I kind of liked it. Oh, I thought it was great. I mean, for for us in the live crowd, we got to, we got to see the um, – we were actually—I wouldn't say we were sitting close, but we were in a general area where the where the the pre-show was with the commentators with J.R. Kofi and Dusty Rhodes, um, and we didn't get to see the stuff that the that the YouTube you know uh, audience and the online audience saw, like they cut into video packages and stuff like that. We just got to we just got to see the actual um, uh, you know commentary from J.R. Dusty and Kofi, but I thought it was great. Like you said, Super Bowl atmosphere. I've always thought that they should do that stuff for like all the pay per views. To be honest with you, which would be really cool. And from what I read this morning, it looks like they're going to go forward and doing a pre and post show um, with pay per views to get more activity on the. On the on the social media app and WWE.com and the Facebook and all the other stuff, which I think is a great move and a great idea. Um, you know, they bring in a legend or they you know have guys doing the post game show stuff like that. So overall, I thought that was that was cool that they added that to WrestleMania. You said that there was a little less pomp and circumstance, and I do agree with you to some extent. But they brought some new pomp and circumstance in with this uh, with this pre show, which and, and the post game show, which was pretty cool. So. Um, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it, and I liked that that portion of uh, the the WrestleMania. It made you feel like you were like you're getting ready for the kickoff, except you're getting ready for the first bell to ring. Yeah, the only thing that really I feel like to me at least that would make it make that pregame or pre and post game maybe a little bit better is uh, you know maybe bring like the Ken Reedy Show crew in, and, and we can do the pre and post game. I think uh, and guys, Sean's nodding his head emphatically right now. So oh, yeah. Vince, if you're listening, we're available. The whole lot of us will come on board. We'll do your pre and post game. Probably just, just do it for tickets. Tickets and airfare. We'll do it. 
Leave Dusty Rhodes with us. We want Dusty yeah. in a pre-game and post-game with us and everything That's else. And Jr. too, Jr. Because I like Jr. He's you know you can leave those two we'll the other guys. <laughs> Sounds good. Three four seven eight three eight nine eight one five is the number to call. We're going to get back to the phones after this. We got to take a commercial break. A Easy Computer tem uma variedade de produtos na área de informática. Completa linha de laptops, acessórios e sistemas de segurança. Problemas com seu computador? A Easy é autorizada e com garantia de Apple, Dell, Sony, HP e Venha conhecer a nossa linha completa de cursos ou acesse no nosso site. Aproveite sua profissionalidade e ganhar mais. Easy Computer, a sua empresa de informática. Estamos localizados no 41 da Merchant Street, em Newark, New Jersey. Onde encontra todos os dias e aos melhores preços galinhas, galos, patos, peruos e mais, coelhos e pombos e ainda ovos orgânicos diretamente do farm. Galinheiros Shorting Poultry Market, propriedade de Ibsen Fonseca, no 52 de Madison Street e New York, o telefone 973-344-67. O galinheiro faz a diferença. A Prairie Street Barbecue apresenta dois detalhes que os destacam pela qualidade na confecção dos pratos e pelo atendimento personalizado. São conhecidos como um dos melhores frangos assados das redondezas. Prairie Street Barbecue fazem todo o tipo de grelhados no carvão, destacando-se frango e febras, entre outros. E não se esqueça que aos sábados temos leitão à bairrada e aos domingos dobrado e leitão. Prairie Street Barbecue, aberto todos os dias das 9 da manhã às 10 da noite. Ferry Street Barbecue, 89 Ferry Street em Newark, telefones 973-344-7337 ou 973-344. And we're back. The Kennedy Show, the best in pro wrestling talk. And, you know, we, we have some breaking news right now happening on Facebook.com slash The Kennedy Show. We have a, a show chat going on. As we speak, producer Michelle, what's going on on Facebook? Well, I uh, posted a picture of Sean the Intern, formerly known as Sean the Intern, because I have a feeling the people have spoken oh, and no. the Kennedy <laughs> Show Nation no. have voted in. <laughs> Do we have you votes? Can't. Yes. No. Sean Dango. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. It's not. That's what, no, it okay. goes like this. Sean. Don. Go. <laughs> that was pretty good. <laughs> Yeah, I, I'd be fine with it if I can get like the recording of Michelle saying it like like the second time earlier on in the show because I'd love the intro with that. That would work for me because that would just be like it, it works. It would be sick. We can work it out. Say it again, Michelle. Sean, I can I can roll with that. Yeah, I think you did better earlier. Yeah, but like that's what I mean. Yeah, continue. There we go. Three four seven eight three eight nine eight one five is the number to call. We're talking uh, the best in pro wrestling. We're talking all about WrestleMania weekend. How you spent WrestleMania weekend, and we want to hear from you. So right now we're going to go back out to the phone lines, and I believe this is Jonathan. Uh, are you there, Jonathan? Yes, I'm here. Hey, what do you got for us? Uh, WrestleMania the whole weekend. Uh, did you watch? What did you think? Of everything. Yeah, last year I thought it was 
a good show. Not great, but it was good. I just, I really don't like how everybody seemed to hate on the show after it. That, that I didn't get, but other than that, it was great. It was a good show. I was surprised, actually, when we got out of the arena and we were all kind of, you know, we, we were feeling good about the show. I mean, I remember a few years ago when we were in Atlanta, uh, we kind of came out of that show being, uh, feeling a little disappointed. Uh, didn't like the uh, Lola Cole match. Uh, the main event didn't live up to it. You know, we kind of, you know, walking out, like, we all kind of felt good. It kind of, there was a good vibe coming out. I think, uh, you know, most of the people that were there live seemed to like it. And then I, you know, grabbed my smartphone and started tooling around and uh, just seeing a lot of like, bashing the show. I mean, I get some of the things. And someone actually said to me, you know, in the parking lot, that it, their criticism was that it was safe. And I get that. That's a, that's a criticism I can understand. They didn't do anything to shock anybody. They didn't do anything creatively, out of the box. But, again, I thought all the matches were solid, at least, and that it was just an entertaining show. What did you think of Raw last night? Raw was... <laughs> it was very <laughs> interesting. It was a good show. But the crowd, you, you were there. The crowd made that show. Sometimes it kind of made too long, but the crowd really did make that show. So it did. It turned, it's funny because again, like at times I found it distracting, but on TV it was it was entertaining. Yes, it it was. It's one of. I was thinking about this today. It's one of those things where it was great in that moment, but I hope wherever ball is next week that the crowd doesn't do it again. It has to be just a strictly one thing for after WrestleMania. You can't have every crowd do that or even lose its luster. It just wouldn't work. Yeah, Jonathan, you bring up a, a really good point. I, I got to agree with you. You know, three-hour Raw, if, if every week we're tuning in to the USA Network and we're hearing a crowd chant the Fandango theme for three hours, uh, <laughs> that might wind up being a bit much to take. Right? That's a good point. Like, you almost want it to be a... It was a special moment for that, that Raw after uh, WrestleMania and kind of leave it in the history book, so to speak. Good point. Yeah, one last thing I got to gotta tell you all this. It's great that I'm so glad that Dolph Ziggler won that title. That that was a great moment. As far as being um, there a lot, and Jonathan, thank you for the call. Uh, I do think, uh, and Dave, you can attest this too, as far as a, a single solitary moment, we've been at WrestleManias, we've been to, uh, we've been lucky that we actually hung out uh, in Atlanta where the WWE just happened to be there. We were, you know, sitting there BSing with uh, Ricky Steamboat and uh, Ric Flair, uh, you know, to name a few. I mean, that was a really cool moment. But as far as a, a live moment, just a moment, not necessarily the whole event, but just a single solitary moment. Uh, right then, when he cashed in and, and won, that pop was was pretty special to be there. Oh, absolutely! And being a Dolph Ziggler fan, I mean, it was great just to see it. You know, when I mean, 
I would have liked to have seen, you know, I'm not going to nitpick and complain. I would have liked to have seen it the night before at WrestleMania to have that big moment at WrestleMania. How, you know, but Dolph said it best in the, in the post-match interview afterwards. He goes, yeah, I know it might be the day after, but this was my WrestleMania moment. Um, and it was just so cool. I mean, you saw me. I, I was standing on my chair. I, could, I, I couldn't wait for it to happen. You know, it was just months and months that they that they built him up of teasing, cashing in, and then he finally did it at, you know, the like you said, the most opportune time. And it was pretty, it was pretty damn cool to be a part of it. And the, the crowd helped the energy. And you know, I've been to a lot of you know wrestling events. We're at WWE, you know, WrestleManias, and I've seen I've been to seeing Hell in the Cell live a few times, and you know certain moments, but you know that that cash in ranks right up there. I got to see a, somebody cash in their money in the bank live, and I, I just thought it was it was pretty awesome. And I you got to wonder too, you know, a, a point that we spoke about, you know, yesterday, and even on you know our, our, our pre-show meeting was. Was this cash in scheduled for tonight, or was it because of the injury suffered by The Rock? Because the WWE had to, you know, uh, rewrite the show at the last minute. Um, and from what I heard was, was that The Rock, when he told them that he had left, he apparently said he was going to be back in town for three o'clock. So it sounds like he was going to make the you know make Monday Night Raw and make it make at least make an appearance from what I've understood. Figure Four Wrestling Online reported that um, this afternoon, but uh, you know it, it at three o'clock when when you know the the show was rewritten, they couldn't do anything about it. You know at that point, so you know it was cool to see it. I mean, I guess a blessing in disguise, so to speak, that we got to see the cash and if that's true, that it was that, that that wasn't written into last night's show, but it was just an awesome moment to be a part of. I gotta ask you something, Dave, and, and, and I'm curious, uh, you know, anyone else out there who wants to respond, I'm curious what people think is and, and we we were critical. Now, they held off this cash in for a long time. And there were times over the course of, of this year that we were like, geez, just cash in already, like it's just getting old and you know, there are memes being uh you know, released all over the internet with uh, pictures of Dolph in the briefcase, and when's he going to cash in, and all this other stuff. And, and, and again, we were critical on the show at times, like, geez, uh, you know, cash in already. I mean, it, it's tough, because, you know, sometimes as, as wrestling fans, you know, number one, I, I sometimes I wonder if a lot of a lot of people who are critical, are they critical of, of the product itself, or are they critical just because they may have gotten a prediction wrong, or it wasn't like what they were looking for? Um, as far as myself, I think the waiting wound up being worth it last night. And I'm willing to admit that I was wrong. Uh, you know, a lot of other opportunities around the cash-in, I guess I would have liked to have seen it. Um, it wouldn't meet at other times, but the weight actually added a lot to it. If it was a rewrite, then kudos, but it being the night after WrestleMania at that role where you kind of want something special to happen, um, Kudos to the WWE for kind of hitting the nail on the head and having Ziggler cash in. So, for me as a fan, I'm saying it was worth it for them holding off on the cash in until the night after WrestleMania. What do you think? Well, if if you remember, you know, I've I've said it for the past few months um, on our show, on our Sunday show, as well as, you know, on the Tuesday night show, that I, I had made a bold prediction that Dolph Ziggler was going to cash in at WrestleMania. Um, and I was a day late. So, um, or a day, you know, a day short, but uh, 
I, it was definitely worth it. Uh, selfishly, as a wrestling fan, to be a part of that, hell yeah. Are you kidding me? That was awesome. <laughs> that was, you know, that, that goes on my wrestling bucket list. Like, cha-ching, you know, or that's a dollar sign. Like, check. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that, what sound effect you'd use for, like, the bucket list. Well, 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 Chichik actually, because he cashed in the money in the bank, so I guess it kind of makes sense. Oh, but yeah, you're any, right. But, but <laughs> Abby, anyhow, before I jump the shark even further, um, <laughs> it was as a wrestling fan, absolutely, it was awesome to be a part of it, and it was worth the wait. The night after WrestleMania, they always try to do something big the night after WrestleMania. You know, on Monday Night Raw last year, it was the return of Brock Lesnar. The year before, they announced the main event for WrestleMania 28. The night after WrestleMania 27. I mean, there's always something big that they want to do. That was the big moment. Apparently. There was talk of if Rock wasn't injured and he was going to be there, that they were going to do either a setup for him and The Undertaker at WrestleMania 30 next year or a setup with him and Brock Lesnar and Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman were going to come out. Um, so, I mean, those would have been some pretty cool moments too. Um, but being a big Dolph Ziggler fan, I was like, oh, I can't even. I, it was awesome. Worth the wait, bottom line. Yeah, it was definitely a cool moment. We're going to go back out to the phones because at this time, it's time for our daily affirmation with Justin. Justin, are you there? Hi, Ken. Hey, Justin. How you doing, buddy? I missed you. I missed you, too. So, let me, did you get to see WrestleMania? Oh, yeah, Ken. What did you think of the show? It was lovely. Lovely? Really? Uh, what was your favorite match uh, of the night? I like Edge, and because uh, he's my favorite wrestler of all time. Edge is amazing, and I think he is uh, an incredible performer and sorely missed. Um, but, you know, at WrestleMania this year, we had uh, CM Punk versus The Undertaker. We had John Cena versus The Rock. Um, you know, what was your favorite match that happened on Sunday? I think I think um, John Cena, he, he he did a great job. So you psyched that Cena won? Oh, I'm psyched. Were, were you singing John Cena's theme after he won? Oh, yeah. Well, yes, are you singing Fandango's theme now? Nope, not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're, you're one of the few, apparently. <laughs> I hope so. You know, it's funny, every time I start to sing that, if I'm not singing along, because it's been kind of stuck in my head, but if I sing it out loud, I kind of morph into the I Dream of Genie theme. And they are they are kind of close. We've jumped the shark. <laughs> Justin, thank you so much for giving us a call. We'll talk to you Sunday. All right, Ken. And tell Michelle she's a, she's a great diva. She's a great diva. Thank I will... you, Justin. Oh, you're welcome. You're the best. Thanks, Justin. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Justin, always making us feel. Three minutes left, and Dave, you kind of touched on it, but interesting role last night. Um, you know, a rewrite perhaps, uh, double nail, the rock injured, uh, torn tendons, uh, abs torn off the bone. Sounds just nasty. Uh, we're hearing that there's some, some heat perhaps backstage because uh, some people thought, hey, we'll just come out and cut a promo. We were hurt, uh, which I guess I can I can see that. Uh, some miscommunication. Maybe we're not going to out and out blame the rock. Maybe someone else is supposed to get a message to someone else, and someone else didn't tell someone else, and that's what happened. Um, but incredible rewrite, supposedly. The crowd was hot. We get a cash-in. Uh, we get perhaps a, a Ryback turn, even though you never know how the crowd is going to react to that. 
Um, but let me ask you, Dave, with, with what we saw out of the crowd last night and, and the, the singing of Fandango's uh, theme, uh, now some people came out of the arena last night saying, well, you know, that guy's going to be a face soon. Um, I, I I don't think so. I mean, to me, you, you keep him a heel. Maybe he gets a little little ticked off that the crowd is, is singing his theme and he can yell at the crowd and get the, uh, the crowd singing it more, but... I don't see a face turn. I see, uh, you know, more development in the character, but I see them keeping him healed. Yeah, I don't see him being a baby face right away. I see, you know, like you said, like maybe the fans will sing the theme song and he'll hate it and he'll react to it and try to get some heat off of it. Um, maybe he'll even go as far as to, like, not say his name or, like, come out and not, you know, come out to the ring for his match with no entrance music so that the people don't have anything to, you know, to, to, to play off of, but they'll still hum the or sing the theme music and they'll still make them mad. Um, but there will be a lot more focus on the character. And I think even if this didn't happen in last night's Raw with the crowd, I think they would have still put a lot, they still would have put a good amount of focus on him considering that, let's say, you know, it's an afterthought. It's secondary that he beat Chris Jericho at WrestleMania the night before. Um, that, you know, a lot of people don't talk about. So, um, I mean, there will be some focus put on Fandango and his character going forward. I think eventually, kind of like what happened with Daniel Bryan last year, he you know he won't cater to the yes chance. Like you know, he, he started a no chant. People still you know are chanting it even to this day. Um, and then you know Daniel Bryan became a babyface. I think Fandango will eventually become a babyface. It's just going to be a little while. I think they want to you know test the waters and see how long this whole champ thing is going to go. I mean, you know, we're coming off WrestleMania weekend where there are fans from all over the world and a lot of European fans who are you know soccer fans that you know like to chant stuff at soccer games. And I think that's why a lot of this took place last night. I. We're going to have to wait and see. Like I said on last year's show about the Daniel Bryan yes chant, we're going to have to wait and see on next Monday night's Raw, next week's Monday Night Raw, where, you know, if this is still going to be some sort of hit, some sort of phenomenon that's going to, uh, you know, sweep the WWE universe. But um, well, I do agree with you. I don't think it's going to be a babyface turn right away. Yeah, and it's just been going back and wrong. I, mean, I read a lot of stuff online, and people are saying, you know, best crowd ever, uh, Best best thing I've ever seen. Best crowd idea, and it, it's interesting because you brought up the point like you know there was a lot of people in the post WrestleMania. Maybe it is a lot of soccer fans, a lot of Europeans. Um, but it did to a point for me as a fan, as a wrestling fan, that you know I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily call this the best crowd ever. Uh, maybe the loudest crowd ever. Maybe the most amped crowd ever. Uh, what I found though last night, which I, which was interesting, was the, the chanting. And the singing of Fandango's theme and all of those stuff was was kind of took priority over anything going on in the show. Now I've been fortunate, like I've been part of like some great crowds, except for we talked before, except for Ziggler. The crowd popped hard for Ziggler, and they were into Ziggler. Uh, but as the show wore on, it seemed like the crowd was more concerned with chanting and singing than than what was actually going on in the show. Uh, which I found kind of interesting because I, I was there for WrestleMania 25 in the crowd during uh, Taker Michaels 1. That was one of the greatest crowds I've ever been a part of during that match because the whole crowd was into the match. It was all about the match and what was going on inside the ring. Uh, 
Uh, HOH this past year, tremendous show, one of the best crowds I've ever been a part of. You know what? It was all about the show. The crowd was amped and jacked up because of what was going on in the ring and what was going on in the show. Last night was just kind of a weird experience for me. It was a lot of fun. I had a good time. But at times I kind of found it a little bit distracting. Um, I, I thought that just the priority was kind of off. Well, you pay your ticket, you get to go, you can do whatever you want. I'm just saying as far as you know, putting out the best crowd ever, I, I don't know about that. I feel like I've been a part of uh, some better crowds. Even last year in Miami, the crowd was kind of amped uh, for WrestleMania, and it was about the, the show. Uh, so it was about WrestleMania, what was going on in the ring. You were at, I was not there, but you were at Raw last year uh, after WrestleMania, Dave. And similar, a, a pretty amped crowd. But, you know, why don't you give us a little bit of comparison? Because being there live this year and last year, as far as watching it on TV, last year to me the crowd seemed just really amped for wrestling, for, for WWE, for, for the show, for Monday Night Raw. Last night's show seemed, the crowd seemed amped. And just kind of in a real silly chanting mood. Uh, your thoughts as far as the, the two crowds last year were on this year? Well, I would say it's probably a fair assessment. You know, with the Miami crowd, um, the, there was there was one chant as opposed to about thirty of them last night. And uh, <laughs> you know, it was the yes chant. And but the yes chant like took over like during everything, um, even to the point where. Alberto Del Rio made his return last year on Monday Night Raw to challenge Sheamus for the world title, and then it became a sea chant, which is yes in Spanish. And it, it, everything that was going on was about the yes chant. If, I mean, but at the same time, the show wasn't secondary, um, especially when Brock Lesnar made his return and that the huge pop, that thunderous ovation in the building um, that nobody saw that coming, which was pretty cool. Um, last night's crowd. And then even watching some of it on television, because I haven't finished watching all of it, especially during the Randy Orton-Sheamus match, you could tell that, like, those guys were, you know, there were a couple times, like, Sheamus jumped to the top rope and kind of had a smirk when they were chanting somebody's name. I think they were chanting the Ice Cream Man at one point. Um, And then in the commentary, you know, they chanted JBL, they chanted Jerry Lawler, and then JBL said at one point, they will never chant your name, Cole. And then all of a sudden, boom, they chanted his name. And he was like, Michael Cole, do you hear that? I can't believe it. They're chanting my name. And then JBL runs back and says something like, uh, you know, wow, they're crazier than AJ. And there is no focus on the match whatsoever. They, like, totally lost it at that point. They could not even, you know, watch the match. They couldn't even commentate on the match. If JBL wanted to call something in the match, he'd call it, but then he'd go right back to the next chant that took place. I mean, it was, it was, it was, I'm I'm telling you right now, last year was awesome to be a part of that Monday Night Raw. This year was fun too, but this year was a little bit crazier and just a little bit off the wall. The the, the audience dictated the pace of the show, um, which was kind of cool to be a part of, but at the same time, probably frustrating for the performers who were trying to get a story told to the audience and the audience just wasn't reacting to anything you know it was like it was almost like the wrestlers in the ring were the audience and the audience was the show um but it it, it was pretty nuts um overall i mean you know the the undertaker moment was actually pretty cool seeing him and the shield interact and i wonder if he's going to stick around and with the shield um Heading into Extreme Rules now that The Rock is gone, um, but they popped pretty big for the with him and Kane and Daniel Bryan too. Um, yeah, overall it was just a crazy night to be a part of, and uh, it, you know, 
definitely one for the record books as far as crowds I've been around. You know, and then it, it, it's and so it begins another WrestleMania hangover. Uh, it, it's almost like you know when when Christmas ends and you just kind of it's a year uh, for this fan. I think everyone here, you know, Dave. I mean, we met through WrestleMania. Uh, you know, now we've been going like every year. We, we all hang out. It's just it's a great time. And now the hangover. We get we're on our road now. We're on our way to WrestleMania 30. Another huge WrestleMania, and uh, just ex- excited, looking forward. Uh, we'll be there in New Orleans next year. But uh, excited to be doing the show, and looking forward to another year of, of talking wrestling with you, Dave, and just bringing the show. Uh, Forward and, and upward as, as big as we can. You know, we, we put the mantra out there last year, and uh, you know, why not us? And uh, you know, let's let's move a little little more forward and keep going. As as always, you know, we'll be on on Sunday night from six to eight p.m. on the com and next Tuesday we'll be here again. Dave, have fun tonight. All right, Dave, you have a good time tonight. Oh, yeah, no, I had a great time tonight. It was fun. You know, interns Sean, Michelle in the studio. You know, we got a packed house talking WrestleMania weekend. And, uh, you know, looking forward to the, um, to the to the next road to WrestleMania in New Orleans and in the Big Easy. Uh, it's it's going to be it's gonna be a good rest of this year for the Ken Reedy Show. And, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to it. Great show tonight. Thank you all for your callers, for supporting us. Fandango taking us out for Sean, Michelle in studio tonight. And Dave, I am Ken Reedy. Thank you all for tuning in. We'll see you next time. Take care, everybody.